Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Best of Fives. Tonight we are counting up the best five beers from the fine state of North Carolina. And by we, I mean me, I'm Dave, and I am joined by, I would consider, uh, an expert on beer. How do you like that? And that guy is Matt. I'm still getting over the setup you made of exciting. I'm way too many beers into this to be exciting. And now you want me to be an expert on top of that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what happens as, as, as the beer flows? You become more, what do you come be? Become a little more chill? Is that well, what it is? You know what? You, you actually, yeah, it's you kind of, you oversold it and undersold it because the more I drink, the less exciting I get, but the more opinions and expertise I seem to have for some reason. I don't know how that works, but that's what happens. All right. Well, we need your expertise, and in this case, <laughs> all right, beers, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, on the beers of North Carolina. Now, this is the third one of these that we've done. At least as as we did uh, California with Quint. You and I did Pence. No, we did summer beers. I don't think we, did we do another beers. state beer. No, you know what? I think we were going to do Pennsylvania, but it is so daunting. Yes, living in Pennsylvania to do. Now we will do it because I. We, we talked about this on the other ones. There are states that are known for their beer. California, certainly. North Carolina, certainly. And I'd say that Pennsylvania is really bumping up there as one of the premier states for beer. You happen to live in one of the worst states for beer, but it's getting better. You know what's you funny? It's, it, it's I, what I love about living in Central Florida and love and hate, actually, in a sense. Well, there's a lot of things I hate. It's Central Florida, but we'll just wipe that part off there and keep going. What I love about the beer scene in Central Florida, there are so many fantastic craft brew places around here that don't... I don't know if they can't. I don't know what the laws are in Florida of distributing outside the state. I don't know if they can't or if they're just not willing to or if their business is so good to stay local and distribute to, you know, have their tap room and distribute to local restaurants that they don't necessarily need to. I have a plethora of beer that I absolutely love to experience and breweries I love to go to that, that like, you and Quint, the guys I usually do the show with, unfortunately, aren't we're never going to get to them all in the short time you guys come when you come down here. And I love the fact that I have so much great beer to experience, but I also hate the fact that I can't get you guys to all of it because it doesn't leave the damn state. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And, and I have, I can attest to everything that you just said, because from Jacksonville on South, there are tons of great little places to go. But when you think, and most people think of beer coming out of Florida, they think of Cigar City and not a lot else. Yeah, even Funky Buddha. Possible, they've now been bought by a big conglomerate. Well, this was actually happened a couple years ago. But Funky Buddha was like the greatest local find for statewide local find. It's like they purpose again. I don't know if it's because of laws or, but they specifically did not import past the state line and it's like this is unfortunate because not only do they make good beer but they make some insane experimental beers that no one outside of florida is trying right yeah and and everything you're saying is true and you have taken me to some excellent excellent places but had i not known you yeah i would have never had this stuff because no one is having it i think north carolina is kind of the opposite north carolina is known for some pretty big deal breweries 
I'm not saying that they necessarily made my list because I have spent a lot of time in North Carolina. I, I know a lot of people that live in North Carolina or come from North Carolina that have given me things. So I feel like my North Carolina beer knowledge is, is pretty good. Um, how do you feel about yours? Mine is the complete opposite because, I don't know, again, it wouldn't surprise me with Florida law that they can't bring Florida beer into Florida for some bizarre reason. But I I probably, the big names you're talking about, my list is probably entirely big names because okay. there's not a whole, and I've not, I've been through North Carolina. I mean, I've you and I were from the same area of pennsylvania so i've driven through the entire northeast several times but i've i've not visited for any length of time north carolina especially on any kind of beer tour so my experience is what the big distributors like total wine have and it ain't a lot when it comes to north carolina so mine are probably the big names that didn't make it to your list because i have no idea of the other ones you're going to bring up i'm almost positive that's what's going to happen this episode Okay, well, that'll be good then, because I think we'll have different lists. Mine might be a little more esoteric, while yours are more mainstream, and that's both great, because, uh, like I said, there's a lot of good stuff kind of out of North Carolina. Um, so I'll go first. My number five is from a tiny little town called Kinston in North Carolina, and uh, they used to even have a double-A, I think, minor league baseball team, the Kinston Indians, and oh, the yeah. brewery who, who doesn't know that exactly <laughs> in fact i saw a game this is nothing to do with beer but a baseball if you get me to talk about baseball i'm gonna do it <laughs> this is true i saw a game in kinston north carolina and a relief pitcher came in and threw two shutout innings and i think he threw he threw 18 pitches and struck out six guys. The, the math, three, that math adds up. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like three strikes, three strikes, right. three strikes, three strikes, three. He struck out so the no, side twice. Yeah, no foul ball, no ball. Nothing. No, that's that's no. pretty impressive. I mean, I'm not I, – I like baseball when you get down to the when, – when you are just coming up on the cusp of the playoff, when every game starts to count. So I – that and even I know that's that's impressive. It was insanely, and then the, and he threw hard, and I remember sitting there thinking, like, I'm never going to see this again. And that's nothing to do with beer. No, not at the, all. The brewery is Mother Earth, and I know they do distribute because I have seen it up here in Pennsylvania. They have. I've had several things by them. Um, some honorable mentions by them are uh, they make a Weeping Willow Wit. Um, they make a uh, a really good uh, Pilsner. But the thing I'm choosing is the IPA entitled Sisters of the Moon. It's, <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's it's a it's a good strong IPA at seven percent. And uh, I I think this is one of their flagships because I had it there, and I have had it since in Pennsylvania. Wow. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are other people that have been able to get their hands on it, at least on the East Coast, because even though this is a tiny little town, it, I mean it's not super tiny, but it's it's by no means a metropolis, um, Eastern Shore of North Carolina. Some of the places that we're going to talk about are farther inland. Some of the bigger names are farther inland. This is closer to the coast. So uh, my number five is Mother Earth, Sisters of the Moon, IPA. 
So I typed in Mother Earth into Total Wine with my store selected to see if any of these ones you mentioned I can find. And the only thing that comes up is Grolsch. I don't know how that fits in. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't fit in at <laughs> I don't all. No, but that's what came up. That's funny. Well, that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe it, hope, I hope at least one of these pops up where you can get your hands on. Okay, it. me too. Me too. Well, that's my number five. Well, it is fitting you start with an IPA because I start with an IPA as well, and it is by D Nine. This might be the smallest of the breweries that are on my list, but it's still, like I said, it's. I think it's a pretty prominent. I don't know for sure, but I think it's uh, the fact that it's here. I think it's a pretty prominent brewery, but it's D Nine mm-hmm. Swell Rider. And it's almost okay. a session IPA. It's a 5.1. I think anyone in the four range is what's considered an IPA by those archaic standards that the PCGB puts out or whatever the initials are put out. But it's, it's what I like. My, my, my tastes have changed so much since brewing. Like I, when I got an, used to get an IPA, I'd want like just hops. I want like someone to just take a bale full of hops and like toss it into a stuff it into a 16 ounce glass and put as much beer as you can around it. Now mm-hmm. I like, I go for singular taste and my hop tastes have turned directly to fruits and citrus. And the swell rider has a very, very nice citrus aroma and a very, very strong fruity and hoppy, a fruity hop back into the taste, which is, that is like right up my alley. My biggest IPAs right now that I like, and it's so trendy, it's disgusting that I hate myself that I like it, but I love tropical IPAs, tropical fruit IPAs. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's trendy. I should hate myself for it, but that's the taste I like, and I'm so happy that's the trend right now. And Swell Rider was that before it became a trend. So that is what makes it to my number five, the D9 Swell Rider. Nice. I've had Swell Rider. They do. They distribute pretty far, I think. Okay. So, Yeah. All right, my number four is uh, one I think that also kind of uh, distributes a lot because I get it up here and I can find it a lot, and I've had a lot of their stuff. Um, out of Winston-Salem, the brewery is Foothills. Hmm, okay. And I've had a lot of their stuff. And looking and, – and the best way – this this uh, doing shows like this have become very easy because of Untapped. Yeah, <laughs> That I can do a little research and say what breweries are in North Carolina, pop that into my untapped, and I can see all the things I've had. Apparently, I've had a lot of foothills because they have an IPA called Hoppium, which I've had, an IPA called Jade, which I've had, Torch Pilsner, Carolina Blonde, all ones that I've enjoyed. But the one that I'm going with is a double imperial stout entitled, and Christy's going to love this, Sexual Chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh it's 9.75 and uh it gets you and 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 it's the kind of thing I I often drink by the weather but not necessarily I probably would only drink this when it's cold because if you drink a double imperial stout you're probably settling in for the night um and I know that I have with this uh I I and I think it's pretty damn good so i think this is something that people can get their hands on they do a lot of big bottles too uh so that's my number four sexual chocolate by foothills out of winston-salem not a damn thing comes up for total one really yep how and, can i get it in pennsylvania you're close no and and you're you? you're as bad as our liquor laws are yours are worse 
I can get foothills up here. Yeah. And I wish right. I, I wish I could get it because I'm looking at their labels. Their labels are not, I mean, they're not identical, but they're, they're, they're kind of in the same realm as the Neo's as labels, like the, the vector graphics. They're not photos. They're, you know, these striking colors, bold, yeah. thick lines is like, this is like right up my alley. I, I, I do shop by label. I, I want to try as many beers as I can. And I often shop by label first. If I had seen these, I'd have all of these, but I've never seen any of these. Yeah. They're gorgeous. You should at least get this for Christy and you guys can sit down and watch coming to America. <laughs> Mr. Randy Watson. <laughs> that boy got talent. <laughs> he can listen to sexual chocolate. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. And enjoy a double Imperial stout <laughs> on a, on a cold Florida winter night. <laughs> yeah. Well, when that happens, we will enjoy it. <laughs> That's my number four. All right. Nice. Okay. Here we go. This is, there's no doubt in my mind, everybody listening to this has heard this brewery. This is like one, this is one of two that everyone is going to be like, yep, had that, had it too much. Don't like it anymore, but it's duck rabbit brewery. I know you've had some of that. Farmville, North Carolina. Yep. Duck, but it's the Amber Ale. We just recorded an episode of, is it beer yet? Where we all, me, you and Quinn had tasted one of my beers and the, one of the things I noted was like I was one of the things I was going for in that beer was color because I wanted to hit the color that I like. I love the amber color of a beer. Chefs say you eat first with your eyes. I think with beer you drink first with for me, I should say. I drink first with my eyes. And if it's in that that amber color range, it's like, okay, we're starting off good. So anytime I see the word amber, I grab it. It also happens to be a good amber ale. Maybe not the best amber on the one. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a good amber ale. But with my very limited exposure to North Carolina, this is my North Carolina amber ale that I have access to. So that makes it my number four, the Duck Rabbit Amber Ale. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Duck Rabbit. That's another thing I looked up. I've had their milk stout. They have milk, a hoppy bunny. Their milk stout was one of the first milk stouts I actually tried because I wasn't sure what that if I would like it or not and end up really liking it and end up liking that style. And I'm making one for Halloween this year. I'm actually <laughs> making it with, here's a little preview. I'm going to make it with uh, one of the monster cereals from general mills. I'm not sure which one though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that is such a good idea. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. They make great stuff. The Brown, the Amber, the Doppelbach. And I, as soon as you said duck rabbit, I thought you were going to, cause I know you love Oktoberfests. Yeah. But I will tell you a spoiler alert. There's an Oktoberfest on my list that I like better. So that's on my list. Oh, okay. Cause their Marsons, I think it's pretty good. They even do. I love the, and the, and, and I do. And, and like you said, labels shouldn't matter, but they do. They do. Yeah. We're we're humans and we're and you both of you and I enjoy art a lot. When I see a label, I'm attracted to it. It might be I've used this on the thing we just recorded. It might be puddle water. <laughs> but if it's got a good label, I'm probably gonna buy it. I get suckered in by labels. And their uh Marzen has the duck rabbit duck rabbit with like the little German hat and the Oktoberfest blue and white checkerboard behind it. Um that stuff I'm a sucker for it, mm. which I shouldn't be, but no, whatever. No labels are, I think labels are incredibly important. All the labels I put on news as there has to be, I have to make you laugh once on that label. And if I 
didn't, I failed, and the rest of the beer is a failure no matter how good it is. And that's another discussion we had in this episode. So I put a lot of thought into my labels. I, I try to put two or three jokes in there. Maybe people don't recognize there's two or three jokes in there, but if they recognize there's one, then my, my job is done. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's what places like Stone are so good at. Like if you get a Stone beer for the first time, you settle in and read that story on there because it's going to be funny. Yep. Right. So, that's, yeah. It, and that's probably actually I didn't realize that was probably an inspiration. It probably was because one of my, one of the first times I read a label and said, this is clever, was probably Arrogant Bastard. And it starts with the name of the beer <laughs> and you're not worthy. Right. Yes. All right. Well, my number three then is also from D9. Hmm. And uh, that's that surprising. Is in- I didn't think we'd have any matches. That's pretty cool. I mean, brewery wise. Yeah, and I, and I have had, like you said, Swell Rider. I've had that. Uh, they have a brown sugar, brown cow. Uh, it, this is out of Cornelius, North Carolina. The one that I was going between was they. I love sours, and this is going <laughs> to end up being a sour. And they have two that are very good. They have one that's a Scottish sour. It's called Viking Frock Scottish Sour. That's not my choice. My choice is Whiskers on Kittens. Ah. Okay, because it's a blonde sour, and I just like that style. Like when you think of blondes, you think of something pretty light in general, um, low ABV, something that you could find refreshing. Um, the brewery that I work at, the Proper Brewing Company in Quakertown, Pennsylvania, we have just put out our first two sours, and I'm trying to convince my customers that sours to me are actually way more refreshing, especially on a hot day. On a hot day. Than, absolutely. Yep. Oh, it just takes it takes that that the that sourness takes away your thirst. It quenches your thirst. It it cools you off. It dries you out. And the blonde sour is the perfect combination of something that you're gonna think of as being light along with something that is going to be sour. And I just find them so refreshing. And uh, Whiskers on Kittens is my number three. And I, I, I think it really is one of the best sours I've ever had. Mm. And uh, there are people that do not go for the sour. They, they in fact, some of my customers, they'll, they, they, I, and we give samples a lot. I'll give samples and they are not into it, but I'm, kind of like i don't know preaching the sour gospel at work and trying to get more people to get into them because i think there's a sophistication in them and a refreshing aspect of them that people don't anticipate um unless they go to chance so that's my number three d9's whiskers on kittens blonde sour okay oh interesting it'll be interesting in a couple of choices here Mm-hmm. All right. So my number three, it's funny you mentioned Oktoberfest and I did not pick the duck rabbit. That is because I picked the Highland. Is it Highland or Highlander? I, I'm thinking I'm confusing with the movie. It is Highland. Okay. <laughs> I have to make sure. I, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm doing a Highlander for sequel harder. So that's stuck in my head right now. Highland <laughs> Clawheimer <laughs> Oktoberfest. I don't know this brewery at all. Oh, really? Oh, my God. They have so much at Total Wine. I thought you would know this one. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, it's a North Carolina (laughs) brewery. I know that much. This Oktoberfest, what I like about this, it's a Marzen. I mean, it's it's true to style, but 
they actually accentuate the lager yeast on this, and it's a little hazy. It's not near as hazy as a New England IPA. It's not that kind of hazy. We're talking before New England IPAs existed, that little bit of haze. Like when you pull it right out of the fridge, it's like 42, 40, somewhere between 42 and 45 degrees, and you pour it in a glass, and the haze just immediately drops from bottom to top. That's the uh, or top to bottom. That's the kind of haze. That's the yeast and suspension. A little bit of chill haze with the proteins. It's it's a thick Oktoberfest. And if we had a proper October or September rather uh, weather here, it would be like perfect for it. That's the kind of thick, almost stick to your ribs is a really weird way to say it, but it's it's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, beer to have it then. Unfortunately, it, it, in Florida, you don't get that same experience. But if I were wearing a light coat, light to medium coat, and someone poured this out of tap and I was standing outside in Pennsylvania, it would be like the perfect drink because it's just the right weather for this type of beer. And I already love Marzen. Marzen is one of my favorite styles. I wish this is where I wish I didn't live in Florida. It's so damn difficult to do a proper Marzen because you have to cold ferment it for so long. One day I'll do it when I don't want to brew anything else that entire two months. I'll do it, but it won't be for a while. But I so when I get a good Marzen and a unique Marzen, which this Highland Clawhammer is, it makes a list like this, and it's my number three. Nice. Yeah. I, as soon as I hear Marzen, I think, and when I ever see one, I think about you. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I think you like that style more than anybody I know. I've become, we were just, when I was talking about with brewing, how my hop taste has changed, I have become. More, I'm not a, I'm not more of a malt head than a hop head. I still like hops more, but I've appreciated malts more because now I, I, in the experience of brewing, I've learned what different malts do to different beers. So I can, when I, when I lock onto a flavor in a particular beer, I was like, oh, I think this is what he was going for. This is really clever. This is really well done or whatever. I've actually grown in appreciation for multi beers more than I ever had before I started brewing, which is another plus to this hobby i think it's made i think it gave me a much more well-rounded experience in my beer drinking right makes sense it would make sense of it like anything that you get more involved right in it. it'll, true yeah it'll it'll change you all righty up to number two this one i'm not sure how widespread it is because i had this hand delivered for to me from okay morganton north carolina but really it's Catawba County, and the brewing company is called Catawba. Um, oh boy. I've had the, – the thing that I think they're famous for, and I have seen other people on Untapped have this that weren't in North Carolina. Their thing – their most popular beer is called White Zombie. Okay. And uh, they have a Firewater IPA, which I've also had. But the thing that I'm choosing at 6% is Farmer Ted's Cream Ale. Uh, oh. I was get, gifted a uh, growler of this and uh, it was fantastic. And um, I think it's a tiny little place in a small part of North Carolina, more inland, not on the coast. And uh, it was a fine beer. I love cream ales. I do. And I too. Don't think, yep. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people do them because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a stigma about cream, cream ales. I think people think about cream ales. They're thinking that they're going to get Genesee, or something like that, and it's going to be trashy. I don't know. I think cream ales are always delightful and can be sophisticated, and I love it when people do it 
Like if I ever see a bitter on a menu, I always get it because not many people do it. And not that many people do cream ales. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't think it's probably an easy. It's it's probably not a hard thing to brew, is it? It's Well, it's funny. You have a cream ale in your refrigerator right now from me. Mm-hmm. Now it's at this point it's again it's a little it's a little old for the bottle that it's in so it's probably a slightly acidic but it's still cream ale in style. The thing about it is is that the the corn I think throws people off on it. There's there's a okay. corn aspect. There's adjuncts to it and the flaked um, corn or maize depending on who your brew supply is. People don't really want to. I shouldn't. I'm generalizing. Some people don't want to mess with that, and it might get. Hmm, I don't know. That's a, that's interesting. Corn is a pretty widespread thing. It might get expensive on a large scale for a five gallon batch like I brew. It's nothing. It's like five six bucks. You throw it in mm. there and it's done. So I I think the corn aspect of it might throw people off. I might be talking on my ass too, but no. either one of those might be true. Yeah, you just don't see it, and I do go to a lot of breweries, and if I see cream ale, everybody makes everybody generally makes the same several things, but. If I go somewhere and they have a cream ale, I get like excited. I'm not saying like I get butterflies in my stomach, but when I see it, I, ooh, you know, like I'll react to it. Like I'm definitely going to have that. Have you, because you don't get it. Have you had Spotted Cow by New Glarus? No. It's a Green Bay beer. And apparently, this and my, my coworker in Green Bay. The only reason I know this is because we have a an office in Green Bay. My coworker says they don't distribute outside the state, but still, that doesn't mean you someone can't bring it to you. Right. And that was the cream ale that made me decide I want to make a cream ale because I liked it. The hotel okay. that we stayed at had a cooler of beer, and they had a little. This is little handwritten. It was like on the back of a business card. It said local. They they stuffed it right in front of this. It's like, oh, I'm gonna grab one of those. I grabbed one of those, tasted it. That's like I every time I went back down there the whole week I was there, I grabbed something and a, a spotted cow. There's always something in a spotted cow. I was like, this is a terrific beer, and it made me want to try to make that style. So I'm with you on cream ales. I think when they're well done, they're very good. They're actually yeah. excellent. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I wish more people did them. But uh, I can honestly say that uh, Catawba Brewing Company's Farmer Ted Cream Ale is one of the best I ever had, mm-hmm. and I was thankful to get it because if not hand delivered to me, like I said, I would have <laughs> never had this. So uh, seriously thankful, and uh, that's my number two. All right, I need to talk to uh, talk to my coworker and get some of this somehow to me and then over to you because you need to try that spotted cow it's pretty amazing nice and katava nothing nothing on total wine here's the freaking tease of it they they show a whole line of it in fact they showed uh uh white zombie it's like ooh, and it's like mm-hmm. and then it says not available in your area i'm like why would you do that to someone <laughs> why would they do that and every single katava on there not available in your area so nope can't get it down here either <laughs> what is your number two number Matt? two okay we're going back to something you talked about a couple choices ago and i <laughs> many of the things you said resonated with me very well it is it's a d9 and i thought we were gonna have the same thing i was like i can't believe we're gonna have the same figure thing but we didn't it's a sour but mine is carnival <laughs> okay i've heard of that and not had it 
Carnival. Okay, it is a passion fruit cream sour. So it's got a little bit, even though the sour's on there, it's got a little bit of softness behind it with the cream. But this is this is completely shopping by label, one hundred and fifty percent, because it's a very Mardi Gras label, even though it's not Mardi Gras, but it's purple, green, yellow. I love Mardi Gras at Universal Studios. Not, I mean, I do love Mardi Gras in Louisiana, but we have the event here in Florida at Universal Studios called Mardi Gras, which is one of my favorite events of the year. So that catches my eye. It has a girl in a costume, much like a Mardi Gras costume, but it's a Carnival costume. It's like it's a beautiful label. I'm going to try this. I was sweating my damn nuts off brewing one day. And I was like, I, I always I always have like two, three, four beers while I brew and nothing happens because I sweat it all out immediately. But I was like, okay, yeah. th- that's when I usually try stuff because if I don't like it, I'll just down it because it's cold because it doesn't matter then. I was like, okay, let me try this Carnival because I have no idea what it is. Cracked it open, smelled it, went, oh, oh my God, what is this? It's And I read the label. I was like, oh, it's a freaking sour. And I thought I didn't like sours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll drink it. I sipped it. My first sip, I will be honest, my first sip, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But at least <laughs> it's cold. But the yeah. more I drank, once I got after that initial shock and adjusted to what I was drinking, because I was expecting something completely different. I went to grab a beer and I grabbed the sour. So you kind of got to get over yeah. that mental gap. Once I started drinking, I was like, this is actually really good. By the time I was done with it, I was like, God damn it, why didn't I buy more of this? This is the sour that makes me like some sours. I don't like all sours. I'm not a sour guy, but now I found that I can like sours, and this is the one. And anytime a beer can introduce me to a style that I thought I didn't like just by knowing what it was supposed to be, that's going to put it up at a number two on my list like this one does. Nice. Yeah, you're right. Often... I do get a lot of sours and the first swallow of a sour is an adjustment because you don't know just how sour that sour is going to be. And sometimes it's a send a chill down your back kind of thing. But then once you understand what you're in for, you can sit and enjoy it. And it's not something that you guzzle. You sit with it and you take your time with it. I think I like that part of a sour as well. Yeah. It's and a, I can it's, see a com- it's a commitment. Yeah, right. It's, yep. It's the difference between smoking a cigar and smoking a cigarette. You're right. That's a great comparison. Yep. Like you you're going to drink something to refresh you, get it down fast, you know, maybe something that's a little more pedestrian, that's a cigarette, but if you get yourself a nice cigar and you're going to sit and take your time with it, that's how I think of sours. Nice. All right. I guess we're ready for the best beer out of North Carolina. So my number one is super uh, esoteric. I'll use that word again. Super rare, super small. Very few people are going to have not only had this, but heard of it. There is a tiny, tiny little place. And when I say tiny, it is a cinder block building, no bigger than a garage. Or a shed. In a little. (laughs) Or a shed in a little tiny town in Newburn, North Carolina, which is right on the coast on the on the Noose River. The brewery is called Brewery 99. And, you know, it's called Brewery 99 because in big black letters, the man has stenciled Brewery 99 on the side (laughs) of the center block building. It is one guy. He makes one thing, maybe two things. He makes it very well. In fact, he makes it perfectly. And that's all he makes. He even has a guest tap or two. 
But you don't go there to get desk, guest taps. You go there to get this guy's specially crafted perfection. I've had two beers because I was there once, and he did have two taps going of his own things. Uh, the one thing that is not my pick was a oatmeal stout. It was called Hideout Oatmeal Stout. My greatest beer coming out of North Carolina from Brewery 99 is Configurate IPA. It's 7.5%. The IBUs are 49%. Or 49. I love this beer, and I love the guy. I he is he's not even like a real friendly guy. <laughs> it's his place. It's open like two days. He stands behind the bar. What do you want? Here's the beer I made. Drink it. Shut up. Drink it. It's a local place. There's only locals in there. Sitting in a cinder block building. Basically sitting in this guy's garage. Right. Drinking the finest beer because the man has crafted it to the point where you can tell this is all he does. When you walk in, you can smell the cleanliness of this place. Like not an overpowering bleach smell, but you can tell that's all this guy does. He does it well. He Mm. does it right. And he doesn't do a lot of it. Um, I think it's a great experience. Uh, there's a little patio where you can sit outside. In fact, they had some games. I think there was a banjo because at some point my son was picking at a banjo who was sitting outside with all the locals in the area who uh, all were delightful and nice to us. So, uh, How about a ground them for picking a banjo? <laughs> You're up, really? You're <laughs> no, grounded. It's an awful sound. Bagpipes <laughs> me, and the- banjo. If there was ever a banjo and bagpipe, band forget it that's like <laughs> mummers on steroids <laughs> that's good <laughs> i want to see mummers on steroids i think some of the mummers some of the mummers are probably <laughs> They're on, are stuff. on steroids they're on something <laughs> yeah. and i know this is kind of a weird choice and it's almost like a hipster choice like i had this and you didn't yeah kind of thing <laughs> But I don't care because I really, really do appreciate what this guy does because it's a small production and he's dedicated to it and he does it well. It's Brewery 99 Configurate IPA. And when I put in Brewery 99 in Total Wine, I get a ginger beer from Sri Lanka. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Yes, yes, of course it does. (laughs) What's your number one? The best beer out of North Carolina. All right. My number one best Slash most disappointing brewery name ever. And you're one of the few people that will understand why. Because it's from Green Man Brewery. (laughs) And then I toss on Green Man and run around the field. And it wasn't that Green Man. Oh, it's some dude with a bunch of leaves around his face. But I was like, I saw I saw Green Man. I'm like, ooh, I have to get this. I'm like, oh, all right. But it is it's their trickster. It's an IPA, so I'm kind of bookending IPAs on here. But here's the thing about this. This is, again, when it introduces me to something, it makes it, it towards the top of my list. Well, first of all, it's a good IPA. It's it's a very good IPA. So even though I was praising malts and yeast and all these other flavor profiles, I'm still a hop-headed heart or by at tongue, I guess is a better way to say it. When I read the label, because they actually put what their ingredients are for the hops, they put on, they said they had Simcoe Mosaic. And then this other one called El Dorado that I never heard of. I was like, oh, that's interesting, El Dorado. So as you well know, and maybe by the time this comes out, probably not or yet to come, There's we're doing a new beer-based game show, and our pilot episode features El Dorado hops. And it's all because I had liked this beer and said, El Dorado, I needed to get some of that and do something with it. And I got the hops, 
had no beers that needed a hop that I didn't already have. Then comes our pilot episode of this game show and i tried out the Eldorado hop and turns out i thought at first like i've gone through hop phases like crazy i went through palisades hops to amarillo hops and now Eldorado is my favorite hop so this beer has introduced me to a fantastic hop that i cannot believe i've not known of the time i've been brewing and it's a good beer and the fact that it's called green man is like there you go one two three trifecta bam my number one green man trickster <laughs> that's awesome i have green man as an honorable mention oh nice too. okay i had it down there they make really good stuff they're solid i love their website because at the very bottom there's like a green man hall of fame and it has the green man oscar the grouch the grinch the hulk and kermit <laughs> nice but no charlie day or no uh a- uh yeah no one charlie from kelly charlie kelly yeah <laughs> they gotta throw charlie kelly on there yep and uh i was uh I, i'm obsessed with that show and on charlie day's uh instagram they had some behind the scenes uh this is a spoiler alert if you don't want to hear this matt take your headphones off okay um i think this season on it's always sunny which comes out not too far i think cricket ends up in the green man costume. Oh God. <laughs> because there is a shot, uh, like an onset shot and rickety cricket is wearing the, uh, is wearing green man. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I can't wait to see how that plays out, but, uh, yeah. Do you have any other honorable mentions? I don't because that's my entire selection of North Carolina beers. I just really had to put them in order. <laughs> that's not true there's all these that i mentioned i said uh yeah green man there's probably more than one but i haven't seen it but i've definitely seen more highland more duck rabbit oh, i actually talked about more duck rabbit and there's been other d9s um yeah. I, I will say if i want to give any honorable mentions highland is super solid everything that they say is like if, whatever their style is if they're saying they're putting out a lager it's a solid lager if they're putting out a porter it's a solid porter you really can't go if you find Highland anywhere. There's you really can't go wrong with anything that they're gonna have. If they have, if they're putting out a sick, any kind of beer of a style you like, you're probably gonna like their beer because they've not disappointed on anything that I've gotten. All right. Well, that's a ring endorsement. I'll have to look for it. I don't know if I can get it, but I'm gonna try. Okay. There's a there. There are other great breweries in uh, North Carolina. Um, in Durham is full steam. I've had their rocket science pretty good. Uh, there's another really small place that was a beer store that I went to, but now have started brewing. It's called beer army, uh, in Trenton, North Carolina. Uh, they have, uh, heroes never die. Oh my God. That. There's two Trentons. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other, the other, and, and I didn't include, I don't know how you feel about this. Like Oscar blues. I'm not counting because is that North Carolina? Like, it's New Belgium and Oscar Blues. Oh, okay. Like these are these are major breweries. Some of it's brewed in North Carolina. A lot of it's brewed in Colorado. Okay. If I had known, if I had known that, I probably would have put one on so they didn't have a double brewery on there. But I'm glad I didn't because I still think that the two D nines are way better than the Oscar. I like Oscar some of the Oscar Blues stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I still think the two on my list are better than the stuff I've had from Oscar Blues. Yeah. No. I and I, and I just disqualified them because it's it's the dual 
North Carolina, Colorado okay, thing. Because right. because yeah. Dale's Pale and all the stuff that they make, I lo- I really like their beer a lot. But I didn't I didn't I did not include it in the list. Um, also in Asheville is uh, Wicked Weed. I don't know if you guys get that down there. Um, no, they make a lot of weird stuff. They have I've had their Lunatic Blonde. They have a Dank. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about the Dank IPAs. That's that's sometimes a thing that turns a lot of people off. But they have one called Lieutenant Dank. <laughs> like instead of Lieutenant Dan, um, they had one that I they they do weird stuff, and I I'm into weird stuff sometimes. Um, they had a golden cucumber. That's funny that you said that because today I just heard about a a someone doing a a uh, they call it a cucumber squeeze. It's a lime cucumber beer. See, I would drink that. I would get into that. This is called this is called cool cumber. Okay, and I did like it. Um, not enough to make this out five, but I, I do like some of the stuff they did. The one that they make a really good pale called uh, Napoleon complex. It's really good. Um, my, I guess 5.5 is also at an out of Asheville, which is kind of a Mecca of brewing. If you say quick, give me a city. People are going to tell you San Diego. People are going to tell you Asheville, North Carolina. The brewing company is called burial beer. And it was an American pale. It was called bone dagger. And it was another thing with the label. Like it was this gothic kind of label, bloody knife and a skull. Um, it had a lot of good hops in it, though. It had Simcoe, Citra. It had this, I don't know, like, have you ever come across this Idaho 7? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I'm making eight beers for Halloween this year based after Halloween Horror Nights. And one of the standards at Halloween Horror Nights is called a Twisted Taters, where they take a small potato and spiral cut it and deep fry it and cover it with salt. <laughs> That's funny. And since they so had that, I'm using, yeah, I have a very basic IPA recipe all with Idaho 7 hops, and I'm calling it Twisted it- Tater. It's perfect with the potatoes. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, I That's a somewhat new hop. I mean, we yep. used it for an experimental beer at the proper. We have our brewer, Brian, who is our co-owner and brewer. He does, he, he likes to tinker and he's a hophead. So he likes to make IPAs and he has an experimental line, which we call killing it. Cause that's what we say to each other. Like when you're at the taps and it's busy, uh, you walk up to one of your coworkers and you go, you're killing it, man. Mm. You know, like, so we, we yeah, use yeah. that phrase a lot okay. and we're on version. He just got rid of version six and he's going to make version seven. Once it's gone, it's gone. Um, but it's his IPA experimental line. One of the first ones he made, like maybe killing it too. He made with Idaho seven. He was the first person that I actually ever heard to use that. Now I've seen it since. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's, um, it is. It, yeah. It's, it's not all that old. I mean, even if it's a couple of years old, it's not all that old commercially because they go under experimental names for a long fucking time. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Well, this barrel beer was good. The only thing that I, I it kept it off the list because I, and I wanted to ask you about this because you, you're, you're a hop guy too. How do you feel? And I know how I feel about it, about this lupulin powder that is now finding its way in in my opinion, too many things. <laughs> Do you, when you see that as an ingredient, does that turn you off? Are you a fan of it or not a fan of it? Um, that's a good question. That's a, I don't know that I qualify myself as either because it all depends on how they use it. If they use it just to use it, it usually turns out it's, it's obvious that it's like they just wanted to put this in there to use it. If they use it to enhance the other things that they're building around it, then it can be good. So 
Um, I don't know if that answers the question or not, but I think all around, I think, I think that just using it to use it, I'm not a fan of is the way I can answer that. Okay. So if, if it's used as a, as an ingredient and not just something else that they're throwing in there to sound smart right sound fancy because i when i see this on and i often don't read every word on the label honestly i don't read it sometimes because i can't see it (laughs) because now we're in our 40s and i can't see shit so i'll drink something and it's like i get this taste and i'm like what the hell is in this right oh it's lupulin powder and i hate it it's in this burial beers bone dagger american pale and it's actually fine like it's like you're saying they used it well but as an as a rule of thumb, I am not a fan of this stuff. Keep your powder out of my beer. <laughs> I want I want plants and water in my beer. Like well, don't don't give me that powder. It's the lupulin, lupulin powder is it's like the next you have whole hops, you have leaf hops, you have pellet hops, and then you have lupulin powder, which is also called cryo hops. And if you use it it, it, it's it's basically it's it's actually somewhere in between there is hop extract. I would say that's probably between pellet and lupulin powder, maybe even after lupulin powder. But if you if you use it to taste the same you would any of those other ones I mentioned before, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using it. If you already have an established beer, like you have an IPA that people like, and then you throw in a pack of this, it's going to change it radically. Right. Yeah, that that's probably what I don't like about it. Yeah. And that's probably how people, I wouldn't say, I, I'm generalizing, I, I'm actually guessing that's that might be how people approach this. It's like, hey, I use, I use X amount of mosaic hops in this. I'm going to substitute that with lupulin powder. Maybe not the best way to approach test. Well, you have to test it somehow, but might not be the yeah. best result you're looking for is what I should say. That's a better way to say it. No. No, I hear you. And that's a good way to explain it. Um. The only, the only other one that I have on my list and, and I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to trash anybody, but I'm guess I'm gonna, <laughs> I, this is one of the worst breweries I was ever associated with ever. And it's on the outer banks. And I think it's partly, this is also very petty. It's also because of the name of the brewery and the brewery is called weeping radish. Oh God. And I had several of their beers visiting the Outer Banks and not a single one that I like. And I feel like it was partly because I don't think I want a radish associated with my beer <laughs> for whatever reason. And this is probably way off base, but I'm just telling you how I feel. Every beer tasted like radish water. <laughs> Because when I'm reading it and I'm looking at the word radish, 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 and now I'm putting it in my mouth, I'm thinking radish. I'm tasting radish, and I don't want to taste radish. <laughs> so that was one to me that needed a lot of work, mm. especially maybe just change the name and I might be okay with it. But uh, it was like a subconscious thing, Outer Banks weeping radish. That is a terrible name. <laughs> it's, it's awful. And the beers were not good. So I apologize to the owners of Weeping Radish. I'm sure they'll never hear this. But, uh, <laughs> I apologize. You suck at making beer. Yeah, I, I just wasn't a fan. I'm a fan of, of a lot of things. Just not you. <laughs> That's awesome. So, 
So, uh, I, I, if you're if you're a fan of beer talk and listening to this kind of stuff, like I said, we have done other best of five beers, uh, California beer, summer beers. We did a Sam Adams show. We did the best. Oh, five that's right. Sam yes, Adams. we did. Yep. Yep. Um, but I'd say the uh, the pièce de résistance of beer talk on Neosaz is Matt's brewing podcast, which is entitled "Is It Beer Yet?" So, if you want to hear Matt talk about the things he's up to, the brewing process, and just beer in general. Also included in there are um, a lot of uh, specials which Matt calls uh, Drink Local, where Matt or Quint or I will go to local breweries and kind of do like a little uh, impromptu review while we're tasting stuff. So if you're into beer talk, please check out Is It Beer Yet at neozaz.com. Uh, and if you like this style of list show, we also have uh, a, this series called The Best of Fives, which uh, right now is being taken over kind of by our 80s podcast. But this list show could be about anything. We have back episodes on anything from photographers to Simpsons quotes to God only knows. Um <laughs> There could be a list on anything. Matt and I did a whole show on the Ramones. It doesn't matter. There could be anything. So go go to neozaz.com and check out some of the other list shows. Um, also, if you are a beer geek, and if you're still listening at this point, I'm sure you are, uh, and you're on Untapped, look Matt and I up on Untapped yeah. because we do drink a lot of stuff. I am Swick Dave on Untapped. Matt, who are you on Untapped? I am Straight Up Neozaz. So, uh, yeah, check us out. Friend us on there. I, I really enjoy Untapped because you get to find out what people are drinking, not only all over the country, but all over the world. It makes you mad sometimes because you know you're never going to get some of this stuff. But it's fun to see what everyone's drinking. And it's a nice little community as well. So check us out on Untapped. And if you're a fan of Patri- of uh, Neozaz at all, please support us on Patreon at Patreon dot com backslash neozaz uh by giving as little as a dollar shows like this and our flagship shows like the grady's and halloween horror nights and uh star wars and character and so many others continue to be available to you uh, at the touch of your keyboard or ipod and um, i think we've actually uh ramped up our patreon exclusives pretty good this month and hope we continue that trend so we're not enough a something for nothing. We we try to maximize and and over maximize uh, your investment in us. So there's a lot of exclusive stuff on there for just about every show Dave just mentioned as well. Yeah. So you'll get something exclusive things just for uh, uh, just a little bit of money that uh, the others would not necessarily <laughs> get. So those cheap bastards that aren't you. <laughs> So, Matt, thank you for doing this. We will continue with other states. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. We only got, what, 47 any... more to go? 42, 48? Sure. I don't even know. How many I... states we have now? 37? I don't know. My flag's I can't wait old. To do, I can't wait to do the uh, Best Five North Dakota beers. <laughs> Top Five Hawaii. Maui, Longboard, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So check out uh, neozaz.com for podcasts about beer and anything else you might be interested in. And uh, it's been a thin slice of heaven. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next These time. These are always fun. Thank you, Dave. Always fun. Thank you, Matt. All right. <laughs>